This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. In the last two weeks, California has been experiencing record-breaking snowfall. Up and down the state, residents in places like Truckee and the San Bernardino Mountains have been struggling to dig themselves out of the massive storms that have been pounding their regions. Even the Bay Area saw its own flurries. Check it out. We're in the snow in Oakland. Never see this. After three years of the driest years on record, California's snowpack is now approaching an all-time high. In fact, the recent storms have propelled just over half the state out of drought. And now, more rain and snow is headed to the state this week. Weather experts say places like the Sierra Nevada will get another five feet of snow. I'm hearing the words atmospheric river again. And the entire Bay Area has been placed under a flood watch starting Thursday afternoon. What does all this weather mean in a state prone to seasonal fires and arid drought conditions? Today, I'm joined by the Chronicle's meteorologist, Jerry Diaz, to help us understand the impacts of this unusually wet winter and what we can expect in the seasons to come. Jerry, welcome back to Fit the Mission. Thank you so much for having me, Cecilia. Jerry, this feels a little bit like deja vu. The last time you were on the show, we talked about the January Atmospheric River and Pineapple Express, and now a similar system is on the way. What can Bay Area residents expect for the next few days? Yeah, and it really does feel like a repeat of all of those conditions in some capacity. This storm will resemble a lot of the features that we saw during the January series of storms. So what I mean by that is that we're going to have this return of moisture from Hawaii. So that Pineapple Express, that moisture will move from Hawaii toward California and usher in rounds of heavy rainfall, risk for flooding and rural roadways, maybe even some urban flooding over interstates. And on top of that, we'll also have a risk of thunderstorms. Now, we've already had thunderstorms this week, and a lot of those have been impacting pockets of the Bay Area. So we saw a couple of those roll through San Francisco earlier this past week. And we're going to see a lot of that play out again Thursday and Friday, only this time they'll be a lot more widespread. So we'll have that risk for thunderstorms, heavy downpours, flooding, and of course, strong winds that will also accompany these cells. Now, what's causing these weather patterns? Explain it to me. Is this a particularly strange or extreme winter? We've been seeing all the footage from Tahoe and other places with so much snow. Is this unique? This is a very interesting year. So the past couple of years have been very drought stricken. We haven't had much in the way of rain. And when we have had rain, it's been very brief. This go around, we've had a combination of heavy rain and heavy snowfall in our higher elevations, which has led to some pretty historic levels. We're seeing a snow line that fell all the way down to the coast that brought snow pretty much all the way out down to the Oakland Hills at one point. So we've seen a combination of that heavy rainfall and heavy snowfall. We've also seen an active round of thunderstorms on top of all of that. So we've seen areas that have experienced high quantities of hail in levels that haven't been seen in that case since the mid-2010s. So all in all, we're seeing a weather pattern that has persisted 
since the start of winter and will continue. And it's going to continue to bring levels of rain, snow, hail, all the severe weather that we just haven't had in previous winters. Speaking of the snow in the Bay Area hills that got so much attention and awe, how common is that type of weather now compared to recent history? It really is a case where just 30, 40 years ago, we used to have more commonly snowfall that would make it down to the foothills of Oakland, the Marin Headlands. In fact, back in the 70s and 60s, we had several cases where that was a common theme. We would have these snow events. And at one point in 1976, we even had snow uh, accumulate in San Francisco. So it wasn't completely out of the question for us to have snow events in the Bay Area. It was very, fairly normal for us to see blizzard conditions at the tallest peaks. And so for us to kind of go from that era to entering an era now where we're almost shocked to see the snow make it down to those levels, that speaks a lot to just how much the planet had warmed in that 30, 40 year span to the point where the climate has changed in the Bay Area. And now we just don't even think about that as being a norm. It's just considered unusual. So kind of an interesting contrast there between the generations as we kind of enter this warmer climate. So when it comes to this weird weather we've been experiencing this year, what's causing it? Is this also a result of climate change? It's an interesting combination in this case. There could be an argument made for climate change, of course. It's difficult to say that this one storm is a response to climate change. But the overall pattern that we've seen, this extreme you know, wet weather that we've had in such a short span of time from a climate perspective, goes to show that we're entering a time now where California goes through two extremes. We have extreme drought that will persist over several years, like what we had in the start of the decade. And then that's followed up by these short-lived few months where we have very heavy rainfall. That dramatic contrast between drought and also heavy rain is something that we've begun to see more and more across not just California, but the southwestern U.S. The challenge with that is that because of climate change, we'll have those two extremes where we go through prolonged periods of time with very little rain. And when we do get rain, it comes in all at once and actually can cause more damage to crops because they just don't have enough time to absorb it. Mm -hmm. Now... Speaking of all this water, how much of a dent has this made in the drought that we've been experiencing for years? So now we have a little bit of good news there. This recent onslaught of heavy rainfall and snowfall has actually taken most of California out of extreme drought. This is a very sharp contrast from where we were even just back in September of last year. So places like the Central Valley, especially the San Joaquin Valley, where we had exceptional drought conditions for years, they're now out of those exceptionally dry conditions. Even across Northern California, there's stretches of the Mendocino and Eureka Coast where we officially don't have a drought environment. What that means is that essentially places like Eureka, Mendocino have seen the amount of rain that they would expect for this time of year and then some. So they've been able to replenish a lot of the drought conditions there. And most of the Bay Area, again, is also kind of reeling out of those drought conditions. So all in all, we're in a very positive path to get most of the state out of those abnormally dry conditions. And we'll continue to see that as we carry over into the rest of March. More with Chronicle meteorologist Jerry Diaz after a quick break. Is the state prepared to manage huge swings in the weather like we've been experiencing? We'll be right back. 
You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jerry Diaz, before the break, we talked about how the storms have made a substantial difference in California's historic drought. How much of all this water is actually getting into our long-term water supply? And that's where we have a bit of a challenge here, because while we're getting an abundance of moisture, all of this rain and snow, it's come down in such a short span of time that there are two concerns here. The first is that we have a very large snowpack now. And so that's great. But if all that snow begins to melt very quickly to the point where we have intense flooding and we have to let go of some of it in our reservoirs to avoid that flood risk, then essentially you're depleting that supply that just came in. On top of that, we have drainage systems that also take a lot of that rain water out to the ocean. So we're not really trapping a lot of it. And the third element there that really isn't talked about enough, I feel, is that a lot of our soils are already very heavily saturated. Again, we had all this rain in just a few months. The soils just can't absorb water at the same rate as they could have had this rain come down over the course of several years. So unfortunately, we are seeing a case where we have all of this abundance of water But we might not be able to absorb all of it into our reservoirs and into our groundwater supplies because it's just too much for the soils to handle right now. What is the state of the snowpack right now? I'm I'm hearing that it's surpassing records for the state. Is that right? Yeah, so I'll give you some numbers. So over at the Kirkwood Ski Resort, they've actually measured a snowpack at that level. So it's around 7,000 feet that's reached 144 inches. Now, to give you a perspective on that, we're running essentially well over 200, even 300 percent of normal for this time of the year in the Sierra Nevada. Those kinds of levels are the kind of thing that we love to see. It's great that we have the snow levels that we do. But the caveat is it's a lot of snow that could very easily melt if temperatures begin to go above freezing for long periods of time. And this Pineapple Express is a great case of that. If you recall the Pineapple Express from New Year's Eve, temperatures for the most part were in the 40s and 50s. They never really dropped below freezing across portions of the Bay Area and then up in the foothills. Now that we're going to have this return flow from that Pineapple Express, it's all that warm moisture from Hawaii that poses a risk where we could see a lot of that snow melt, especially at the lower levels of the Sierra foothills, begin to melt away. And how are reservoir levels looking in the Bay Area? So right now, reservoir levels are around what we would call, you know, kind of the normal capacity for this time of the year. So examples include, we've got uh, Sonoma, San Luis reservoirs. They're running very close to capacity right now. Some other ones further north, so like Oroville, Shasta, they're also running very close to what you would expect for this time of the year, even with a few cases with smaller reservoirs where we've actually surpassed the normal capacity So it's a good case here where the reservoirs are getting replenished, 
But the challenge will be, can we replenish them, but also avoid having to essentially drain them if we start dealing with flood concerns? So it will be a bit of a balancing act between how much water can we hold versus will we have too much water to the point where we start, unfortunately, having to drain them to avoid flooding in those areas around the reservoir. So what does that signal to us California residents? We need to still be thinking about conserving water, even as we're thinking about things like floods in our garages and other places. (laughs) It might seem a little counterintuitive, right? Why do we need to conserve water? We clearly have so much of it right now. And unfortunately, we do still have to practice those water conservation acts because California is a Mediterranean climate. And with climate change, we're seeing that enhancement of those very dry periods followed by rain then followed by very dry periods again. So while it may seem like we have an abundance of water now and we can just say that the drought is over, unfortunately, that that's not something that we can really say for the long-term drought conditions. And Jerry, you've spoken to climate scientists and water supply experts in the state. What do they think? Is the state prepared to manage these contrasting scenarios that maybe may become our, our norm in the future, droughts and floods happening even in the same year? that very sharp contrast between very wet conditions and then followed by, say, very dry ones that are immediately lingering into the summer and fall, that could very easily be our case here for the rest of the year. And so it creates a unique situation where for one half of the year, you're planning for extreme rainfall, flooding. And then during the second half of the year, we're back to the drawing board with fire risk and all of that. So it becomes a question of how do you play that balancing act? And I think emergency responders have definitely felt that stress. A lot of firefighters have noticed that we've had these very extreme wildfire years. There's a lot of stress added to that. But then you go into a period like what we have now, and those burn scars become very vulnerable to flooding and rock slides and debris flows, adding a whole other layer of risk that emergency responders have to deal with. So the challenge going forward is going to be, how do we address those two extremes and how do we make it so that our emergency responders can keep up with that demand caused by climate change enhanced conditions? Invaluable insight as always. Jerry Diaz, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Jerry Diaz is The Chronicle's newsroom meteorologist. For all his coverage on this week's storm and other weather news, visit sfchronicle.com weather. Check out our newsroom's drought tracker, which also tracks Bay Area reservoir levels. It's at sfchronicle.com water. Thank you to Francesca Fenzi for producing this episode, Gary Baca for editing it, and to you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> 